0: So good to be in the house of God, and we are in the book of Revelation, chapter 9, and it is incredible. It is horrifying, terrifying, petrifying, so scary, so you need to be so ready, so ready. It is supernatural. Well, you know, the whole Bible is supernatural. Supernatural. I got saved by a supernatural Savior, Jesus Christ. Everything that we have that is eternal is supernatural. And so, this ninth chapter is supernatural. It is spiritual, it is powerful, and there is room for interpretation. But the one thing that I want us all to understand is that God has already, this far in the Scriptures, the first, second, third, fourth, and seventh, uh, sixth, and seventh seal, there has been war, there's been famine, there has been um, starvation, there's been uh, disease, and pestilence, there's been about a third of the planet dying two billion people die. At the end of chapter 9, you'll be looking at half the planet dead. Half the planet dead. Four billion people removed through pestilence, war, disease, destruction, and, of course, the wrath of God. I am, when I was nine years old, As I said earlier in the service, our black and white television was broke. I couldn't watch TV. I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't going to church, so I'd never heard Revelation chapter 9. And the Lord gave me a vision of this chapter 9 of the locusts. Almost 60 years ago. I got saved when I was 23 years old and started reading my Bible, and I came to Revelation chapter 9, and I said, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. Now, there's some things I would like to begin with that is really important so we can kind of see the direction we're going with this chapter 9, because um, there is so much symbolism, but yet there is, there's so many misinterpretations in the book of Revelation. All the crazies come out when you study Revelation. Amen? I mean, all the lunatics come out when you study Revelation. I don't mean coming to church. I mean those that teach. They're bazooka crazy. But I want to say before we read the Scriptures that, you know, we've got a lot of technology in our day and time. But remember, the technology that we enjoy as just regular citizens of Earth is a drop in the bucket to the advancement that is now in the world. There is much more advancement in technology than you and I could ever comprehend and could ever imagine. We're not in the 40s, we're not in the 50s, we're not in the 60s, we're not in the 70s, we're not in the 80s, we're not in the 2000s. We're more like out there in 2050. We are far, far advanced in technology. And I say that because some of the things that you will see in this will show you that um, there is certainly some big stuff that's coming on. And as I said a moment ago, it's terrifying, it's horrific, it is scary, so scary, that we need to be so ready. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word, Revelation chapter 9. We're looking at the fifth angel sounding, this is the fifth trumpet. Sounding trumpet judgments. Remember, out of the sixth seal came the seven trumpets. Out of the seventh trumpet comes the seven vows or the bowls of the wrath of God. Out of the fourth trumpet is the three woes. And in this fifth trumpet is the first woe. And then in the sixth trumpet is the second woe. And in the seventh trumpet is the third woe. And it t- intense, intensifies the judgment of God. Let's begin reading with verse 1. We're just going to read down to verse 12 and see how far we get in this chapter 9. It says, And the fifth angel sounded, and a star, I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass nor the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And those men who had the seal of God in their foreheads is 144,000 in Revelation chapter 7. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when it striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. And shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses. Notice it says they wasn't like, they wasn't horses, but likened unto horses, prepared unto battle. And on their foreheads was as were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions." And they had breastplates, as it were breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like an under scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. And their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is an angel of the bottomless pit. Whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes hereafter, and those two woes hereafter would be the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet when they are blown. I want to use for a subject: there is coming an invasion. You may be seated. An, inv- an invasion is on the way. After 2019 and 2020 and the crazy things that went on in just the last two or three years, we understand that the supernatural could crawl out from under the framework of society at any moment. We understand that any moment, suddenly, the church could be taken. At any moment, judgment could fall upon the planet. We understand that in reading the book of Revelation, that there are some things that only God can do and only God will do. Notice in the fourth, well, let's go back a little bit from last week. We talked about the uh, trumpet judgments. Remember when the first trumpet was sounded, uh, it brought forth hell and and blood and and uh, fire, and that judgment fell upon the land. The second angel sounded the trumpet sound, and that judgment fell on the sea, and the ocean, the sea, was a third dead, and the sea stank and ships were destroyed on the third angel when he sounded a meteorite or an asteroid, something. Planetary, crashed into the earth. Actually, there was also a mountain. Was probably a meteor in the in the second trumpet. And the third cha- uh, uh, angel sounded, and there fell from the heavens a, like a great lamp, uh, a lamp, a star, and it was called wormwood. And it came on the fresh waters, on the waters of the earth, the land water. And then the fourth angel sounded, and that trumpet affected the sky and the heavens. Remember Jesus Christ said in the last days there'll be signs, where? In the heavens. And then the fourth angel, when he sounds, the sky is affected, the sun is darkened, the moon is darkened, and the whole atmosphere blacks out. It gets dark. And then there's a cry, a flying angel flies to the heavens. I believe this angel that flies to the heavens there in verse 13 of chapter 8 can be visibly seen. I believe this angel flies to the heavens. And let me say this real quick. The angel that flies to the heaven can visibly be seen is a good angel. And the good angel is crying, whoa, 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 under the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of Of the trumpets of the three angels which are yet to sound. And so now we're looking at the angel that sounds the fifth trumpet, judgment. Now I said this um, statement that this was a good angel that flew through the heavens. And I believe they could see him. Some translations render the angel as an eagle. That don't bother me. Because in the fourth chapter we find an angel that has an eagle face. As one flying, so that won't bother me at all. So we know that an angel flies to the heaven, so it looks like God has opened up the door of heaven and said, look. Remember in Revelation chapter 6, the heaven rolled back like a scroll, and they looked up and saw the lamb sitting on his throne, and they cried out to the mountains and the rock, hide us from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of His wrath has come. So, here we're seeing God is bringing everything out in the open. Right now it's kind of quiet. Right now we don't, you know, we're having famine. We're having, we're having a, a huge spike in the um, uh, um, economy. Prices are going higher and higher. Just a side note. Just a side note. Buy your antifreeze now. Because it's going to be incredibly expensive come freezing weather. Just buy it now. Um, I'm James Jenkins and I approve that message. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that's going to rise. I believe that it will get so bad, rent will become so expensive. The poor man is going to have a hard time surviving because of the rental prices and many families are going to have to bring their grandsons or granddaughters or family into their home and many people will have to live in their own home because there'll be no place for family to go it can get that bad and it will get that bad and we need to be prepared so if you've got a big big house save a room for me I'm family. I'm your brother. Come on, back off. But I want to I, I, let me make some statements. I think, and I'm talking about there's coming an invasion. There really is. Come, and we were invaded by the COVID 19. Uh, we get invaded, and some of you have been invaded by the devil for several days now. In the past few years, you've had an invasion. Well, the invasion I'm talking about makes World War I, World War II, Hitler, the reign of Hitler, the, the black plague, the, the Spanish flu, the diseases and the death and the burning and the plagues of the, of the past, this, this invasion that's coming will make all those other bad things in the past look like a drop in the bucket. Look like a drop in the sea compared to what is coming upon the earth. Jesus Christ said it's going to be so bad that people's hearts will fail them for fear as to what is coming upon the earth. He said when you start seeing these things, what things? The things you've been looking at the last few years. When you start seeing these things, look up. Your redemption nigh. It's the beginning of sorrows. Amen. Beginning of sorrows. So let me just make, a, a, an observation that, and, and I know some of you are sitting there saying, Well, what are you going to do with these locusts? How are you going to interpret it? Well, I think we ought to let the Bible interpret it, don't you? I believe that. And, and I think when it says as it were, it don't mean it were. Amen? If it says like it unto, it means it's like, not exactly. So we need to understand that. Now, some of your Bible. Version say like a locust, but the King James says locust. And pretty much stays to that phrase, locust, but then it says like the head or the face of a man. Like the, the sound of, of many uh, chariots coming to war. Like shaping like a horse. It uses phrases as it were, like unto, descriptions. I believe that these locusts are exactly what the Bible says they are. They are demon locusts coming out of the pit of hell. Whether it's a volcano that erupts and covers the heavens with ash and clouds, or whether it's some place that God just opens up, we know that there's coming an invasion. It's going to be a horrific invasion. Stop. Hold on. Hold that thought. Let me come, I'll come back. Hold that thought. Has it ever occurred to you that God let his people see good angels, but he's never let them see bad angels? The closest we have to someone seeing a bad angel was Joshua when he stood before the Uh, for uh, uh, God and and Satan withstood him and he was getting ready to go to battle against the Gibeonites that's the closest we've come to God allowing Daniel didn't see the bad angel he said the the good angel shows up Michael the archangel shows up and says you know we heard your prayer the first day you prayed 21 years ago uh, 21, years. 21 days ago we heard your prayer somebody may have been praying 21 years but we hear you hear your prayer and he said I started heading that way but the king of Persia bad angel withstood me but Daniel only seen the good angel when Jesus arose from the grave there was only the good angels at the tomb so you're going to find when, when the angel came to Mary, Gabriel how many would agree Gabriel's a good angel? And so Joseph and Mary, Joseph has a vision, and he also sees a good angel. So God just protected people, and, and they didn't see anything but good angels. So, well, bless God, I've seen bad angels. Well, I'm not talking about your grandkids here. I'm talking about angels. I'm teasing now. Come on, give me a break. See, I just hate your teasing. We'll get over it. Get, go to the Lowe's and get your ladder and get over it. But I know I'm about as exciting as a man picking Lynn out of his belly button. But anyway. But bad angels, you know, they're not something you see on a regular basis. And God has pretty much protected mankind from seeing this wicked spiritual world. We've kind of been kept from that. Jesus saw demons because he's God, he's Jesus. And, of course, Paul and the apostles saw the effects of demons and commanded them to come out. But honestly, demons and angels are invisible. And God only gives them permission to become visible if they get permission. They can't be visible unless God gives them permission to, vis- to uh, materialize before you. God has to give permission. And when Jesus cast out the demons, Jesus saw the demons. But the people standing around didn't. So let me first say that this first invasion of the locusts, mankind, the earthlings on planet earth at this time, may not even see them, but John describes them. Now they'll see the smoke, they'll see the air full of smoke, they'll see the brimstone, they'll see the sulfur, they'll smell the sulfur, it'll burn their eyes. Remember that one uh, meteor or, or, or some uh, space object hit the uh, sea and it poisoned the waters of the sea, a third of the sea died, the fish, and a third of the ships were destroyed. And if you remember, I told you that plankton is actually in the sea, and it produces 50 to 80 percent of our oxygen. Isn't the grass? Isn't the trees? It's plankton. And so the air is going to be extremely thin, and that's going to bring insanity. Not able to breathe, and if they and when they do breathe, they're breathing fire and brimstone and sulfur and all these things, and it and it produces all kinds of health issues and many die because and we'll read this later because of the smoke they die because of the fire they die because of the brimstone they die and so what you're seeing is the earth belching up out of the abyss demon locusts may not see them may not see them at all we may hold that thought hold on hold that thought let me say this. If planet Earth gets to see these locusts with their, with their naked eye, if planet Earth gets to see these horsemen in the sixth trumpet blowing, coming with horses with fire and brimstone and, 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 and all of these things, if the earthlings get to see these things, God allows man to see the evil angels and the demonic. You know what they're gonna say? All the professionals, all the scientists, everybody's gonna say we're under invasion. We're being attacked by alien forces. We are being attacked by another planet from another world. Well, the truth is we are, or at that time, they will be being attacked by alien forces but they're not coming from a planet out there in the universe. They're coming from heaven, which fell, the the evil angels. And they're coming not from the stars, they're coming out of the abyss, the middle of the earth, out of the volcanic or the earthquake, out of the pit. That's where they're coming. But mankind will say, well, we're just under alien attack. You know? Someone said, Well, all the aliens came and picked up the church and they're gone. We don't know what they did with them. Well, I've got a problem with that. And the problem I got with that, an alien's too stupid to know if I'm saved or not. Amen. Come on now. But technology will get so good. What about the space age and Elon Musk sending uh, ships up in and and all this stuff? And we say, "Well, we'll put stuff on the internet and the web." Well, they can just move a satellite around and you're you're offline. They can flip a switch and you're done. And that's why. Remember, I told you write something to your loved ones. In case you disappear, write something to your loved ones and tell them they can still be saved. God's still a God of mercy. In the midst of all of his wrath, God still brings mercy. Habakkuk chapter three, verse two. In your wrath, remember mercy. Isn't that beautiful? The beautiful thing about Revelation is God's merciful all the way through it until the blowing of the last trumpet, and from there on, God has pretty much saved everybody that will be saved, that will decide to be saved. Anyone left, they're not going to believe God. They're going to curse God because of what's come upon the earth. Now, I've given this a lot of thought, and I've already said good angels and bad angels are invisible. That's just a fact, they're invisible. Now, if you're a Bible studier or might have a theologian in the room, I don't know. I'm not, but might have someone that's a theologian. You may be very skilled and you may be kind of chuckling under your breath, this guy's a country hick, you know what he's talking about. Well, I may be a country hick, but I know in, in him, whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that Jesus is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day that's coming. But notice in verse one, when the fifth angel sounded, he said, I saw a star fall from heaven. Now this is not a star star. This is not a movie star in Hollywood. This is not a star that falls out of the constellations. This is a hymn. It's a person. I saw a star fall from heaven under the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit. Now, if you call a star him and he, then it's not a star, and I'm gonna come to the conclusion that it must be an angel The angel falls from heaven. The question is, good angel, bad angel? Well, we're divided on that interpretation. Some say that that angel is not an angel, that's Jesus. Some say, well, that's not Jesus, that's just a good angel. Others say, no, 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 that's a bad angel. Well, let me say this. Say, what do you think, preacher? It ain't what I think, it's what the scripture says. The scripture says unto him was given the key and he was commanded to tell them not to hurt the grass or the trees, the locusts. So it had to be someone calling the shots, someone making the orders, right? Someone had to give permission. So either this angel was a good angel and, and I realized that um There's some difficulty here because in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, Jesus has the keys of death and hell. So he has the keys. So the question is, did Jesus give the key back to a bad angel? Or did Jesus give the key to a good angel? Well, if you're Jesus, you can give the key to whoever you want because he's still going to run things. So I don't know whether it's a good angel, bad angel, but the one thing I know, what comes out of the pit's bad. And the angel that descends has the key and it's given to him by the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ commands him to tell the locusts, don't hurt the earth, the grass, the trees, etc., etc., etc. Now, whether you could see this angel or not, I would say probably not. This angel probably was not visible. And And I'm thinking that maybe the locust is not visible. Could be. And I already said to you, if they do materialize, we're being invaded from another planet. That's what they'll say. And the truth is, we will be invaded. But it's from God's plan. And it will be an invasion. And the invasion already began in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve fell. And the invasion has been ongoing all these centuries up until now, and the invasion will intensify after the church disappears. And the invasion will come rapidly and quickly upon planet Earth. Now, the fifth angel sounds, and this is the first woe. When the fifth angel sounds, there's a disturbance on the earth And demon locusts, I'm going to call these demon locusts. Demon locusts, verse 1 through 12, come out of the pit. They come out in swarms. Locusts travels in swarms. These locusts had a leader. And the leader is called, in verse 11, in the Hebrew, Abaddon, and in the Greek, Apollon. Apollyon. Solomon said in Proverbs 30 verse 28 that the locusts go forth and they have no leader. They have no king. But these locusts do have a leader and and Apollyon and Abaddon means the same thing in Hebrew destruction, in Greek destroyer. Both means destruction, and so there's a angel in the pit, been held back in the bottomless pit, until he's released by this angel. Whether it's good or bad, the keys open, the door opens. Whether it's a volcano belch, I don't know. Whether it's um, over in the Middle East or whether it's over here, I don't know. But you surely know by now that a virus or a disease and a a disaster can affect the world around. You surely got that by now, haven't you? And so I don't know exactly where that'll happen. Some say Yellowstone could produce a devastation that affect world round. I don't know. And you'll probably hear me say several times in preaching Revelation, I don't know. But the one thing I know Right here in this chapter nine, Earth is under invasion by demons. And these demons are so wicked, it describes them. It says, look at look at verse um well, it calls them like locusts, and they were told not to eat the grass or the the green things of the earth in verse 4, and they were not to affect the 144,000 that had the seal of God on their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but they, are, they should torment them five months. Their, their torment was as the as torment of a scorpion which striketh a man. I've never been stung by a scorpion, but I'm told that it is one of the most painful things that a human being can experience. Anybody here ever been stung by a scorpion? Bad stuff. And these scorpions will sting and the pain will intensify and they will feel the pain so badly that it will continue on for five months and it will be so horrific that they will want to die and can't. Five months. Now, Stop and think. You can't breathe. I'm talking about if you're left here. You can't breathe. The the brimstone's burning uh, uh, your lungs. The, the sulfur's burning your eyes. You're, you can't breathe. You can hardly breathe. A cloud comes up. The sky is full of dirty clouds and, and, and brimstone, and, and and the sky's darkened, and these clouds are moving like big locusts across the land. Sounds like thunder continuous nonstop thunder and it's rolling across the earth and it's stinging people maybe they can't see them but they're feeling these needles go into their body they're being stung so bad and they're having five months of horrific pain and want to die and can't die now I've heard some incredible sermons on that text can't die you, you, know, you, 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 you cut your head off and you still live I've heard some incredible sermons. Anybody ever heard sermons on that? Verse six says, uh, chapter nine, and in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. Now, verse six is not saying you can cut your head off and still walk around alive. Verse six is not saying you can jump out in front of a locomotive train and still survive. Verse six is saying that you'll be so enamored and so affected with the pain of five months that you'll want to die, can't die. And every time you have suicidal thoughts, your mind won't give you the courage to do it. You'll be so terrified that you can't kill yourself, but yet you will want to so badly for five months. Now, you may not see these these things, and, I, and I'm planning on not seeing them, period. But anyway, if I'm going to see them, I'm going down to the Hell's Museum and look at them through a window. I'm not, I'm not going to see them running loose on the planet. But understand that these are called a plague. Now, you can say, well, these are armies. Well, you know, we could say they're armies. I want to say, yeah, an army of demons, an army of locusts. It gives them a description they have shaped like uh, the shapes of the locusts now it's, it calls them locusts like horses prepared into battle it doesn't say how big they are they may not be as big as horses they may be very small did you know that italy has a a bee that has fuzzy long looking hair its little face resembles a man and the bee looks a lot like the description of this Italy has a bee like that. Now I don't, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just being like a TV evangelist right now. That don't mean beans, I understand that. But they had the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of a woman, verse 8, meaning long hair. They had teeth like a lion, probably sharp, rotten teeth. They looked like little horses. And they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. Now someone says, well, that's helicopters. Well, I've got some problem with helicopters and, and, and one problem I got with helicopters is they don't make you have pain for five months. You say, well, what about chemical warfare? Well, maybe, but I, you know, I, that's a big Maybe. Helicopters are not shaped like horses. Last I checked, helicopters don't have women's hair. Amen. Helicopters don't come out of the pit. Helicopters are not organic. And these, thing, these things seem to be organic. So whatever they are, they're bringing disease, pestilence, pain, Sickness onto the earth and men are getting stung and going into pain and crying for five months and can't get away. Demon locust. Now you say, well, go back a little bit and talk about the good angels and fallen angels. And I, I want to talk about that because I think it's important that we understand that there is a place called the abyss. It's the underworld. There's a place where angels that are bad that have been chained. Some of them, you know, God spared us from the worst of the worst. And he chained them in outer darkness with everlasting chains. That don't mean they are going to be under everlasting chains. It just means their chain won't be broke. It's everlasting chains. How many ever been in a place where it was so dark you couldn't move? Well, that's the kind of darkness that God's got these fallen angels in. Let me read a scripture to you. Uh, In Jude, you can pick any chapter you want, verse 6. In the book of Jude, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. That tells me angels have a habitation. And they left their habitation, and it says, He, God, has reserved in everlasting change under darkness until the judgment of the great day. And we're talking about the great day. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. See? You say, well, give me, give me a, a, a scripture in the four gospels. Yeah, Luke chapter 8, verse 31. The demoniac of Gadara. Remember, He was legion, many angels, uh, many demons, fallen uh, angels, demons. And remember Jesus made legion come out and sent him into the swine, the, uh, the demon legion into the swine. What did the legion say to Jesus, these demons say to Jesus? In verse 31 of Luke 8. And they besought Jesus that he would not command them to go into the deep. And the deep means the abyss. And so when they come down to the earth, the angels came down and they did no, no things. You can go back to Genesis 6, 7, and 8 before the flood and find that the world was corrupted. Let's go to Genesis 6, verse 4. Genesis 6, verse 4. Now, I've always kind of believed the sons of men were the sons of Seth, and the the daughters of men were the sons of Cain or Abel. But notice it says in uh, chapter 6, let's look at verse 3, 4, and 5. This is just before the flood. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Someone said, Noah spent 120 years preparing the ark, and I, I, that's true, and God extended his grace for 120 years, and that is true. Enoch walked with God, and when he was, not, he was taken, uh, up, translated, taken into heaven, Enoch, Enoch's the daddy of Methuselah. Methuselah's 969 years old when he dies. Methuselah, Methuselah, Methuselah means when he's dead, it'll happen. But it says, before the flood, in verse 4, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bare children unto them. The same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The race was corrupted. Now, I'm not here to argue the fact whether angels have intercourse with women. I'm, I'm not here to talk about that because if the angels mingled with the daughters of men, it probably wasn't in a sexual way. But whatever happened out of that, it spawned some kind of intelligence that was different, and it was giants in the land. Now, some believe the giants will return before, during the great tribulation. Some people will believe the giants will return. Possibly. But we're talking about during the great tribulation. And so, what Daniel talked about. Did you know Daniel talked about in the, in the um, remember the toes of iron and clay and the rock uh, cut out without hands which is a picture of Jesus smote the Roman, revised Roman Empire on the feet of clay and, and uh, iron and clay mixed together, which is a picture of the revived Roman Empire or the New World Order. And Daniel says something very interesting. Go to Daniel chapter 2. And he's talking in verse 43 of chapter 2 of Daniel. We'll back up to 42 so you'll see. And as the toes of the feet were part iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with what? The seed of men. Now, whether that is artificial intelligence or whether that is the mingling of perversion in the land, strange flesh, sodomy, I don't know. But there's something very interesting about mingling with the seed of man. I have two, and I'm, I'm not gonna mention who they are, but I know two people that's working on artificial intelligence right now. And we are far, far more advanced than you realize. We are far, far more advanced. They're talking about implanting artificial intelligence in human beings' minds. They're talking about making us part man and part machine. Machine. Demonic intelligence. And that's where we're facing. That's where we're going. And many people will call that a planetary invasion. Well, you think? I think it is an invasion. But I think it's interesting. Now, you say, well, what about the scripture that Jesus Christ said that angels you know they they neither given marriage or taken marriage, and they're like you know they're like the angels you, you there's no such thing as a sexual thing i'm I'm of the opinion and and I feel deeply about this that there's more sexual intercourse that doesn't involve what we think is sexual intercourse. I think there can be and intercourse through people's minds, and intercourse through people's very fabric, producing intense perversion. You now, oh, preacher, you're way out there. Yeah, I am, and it's pretty cool out there. It's trying to get you to think. Amen? And so, <laughs> when I get into this next trumpet, the the sixth trumpet, if you think I'm out there now, just wait. Just wait. And so I'm, I'm of the conviction that these locusts probably are not visible. And they fill the air and they cause immense pain and sickness and disease and torture. If they are seen, that will explain. You know, right now we're sending Elon Musk is sending the stuff up in space, and you know we are no longer of the mindset, the Earth is square. We're no longer of the mindset, the Earth is flat. We now know that God is much bigger than the old prophets ever gave him credit for. God is incredibly powerful and far beyond our comprehension. Did you know? God is a great mathematician. He's a great physicist. Did you know the whole world is ordered and ran by math? I hated math. I still hate math. I hated school. I still hate school. You've read my book, and you know I hated school, because it shows. (laughs) verse 13 the sixth angel sounds and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar which is before God someone's giving orders from heaven and the one that's giving orders, orders from heaven in verse 13 is none other than Jesus Christ God almighty verse 14 saying to the sixth angel they had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now, at the great river Euphrates is where Nimrod tried to build his tower to heaven. At the great river Euphrates is where the old Babylon sat, up into Iraq and up through there. It was the area where the Garden of Eden was. It was the area where all these things took place and so God bound the four angels in chains of darkness there. Tell a job in the future. Look at verse 15. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour, a day, a month, and a year for to slay the third part of men. You say, what are you going to do with that preacher? What are you going to do with a... A year and a month, a day and an hour. You ready? This is what I'm going to do with it. It was a day, a year, a month, and an hour. Good interpretation, right? Meaning God's in control. You say, well, why did God say a day and an hour? Trust me, these guys can do a lot in a day. And they were prepared for a day, a year, a day, a year, a month, a day, and an hour. Meaning God's in control. They were released. Which were prepared for an hour, a day, and a month, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and they would slay a third part of the of men. That's a lot of people—probably around uh, two billion people. The number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand, and I heard the number of them. That's two hundred million. Two hundred million. I'll give you a little perspective. In World War I and II, all the armies combined wasn't even 78 million soldiers. Some people say China has 200 soldiers ready for battle. 200 million, rather. 200 million soldiers ready for battle, China. Yeah, and they're mighty hungry, too. I don't know whether they have 200 million soldiers or not. You say, well, they're going to cross the great rivers Euphrates in in Revelation chapter 16. Well, I know there'll be an army across uh, Euphrates River because it'll be dried up and they'll go down into the battle of Megiddo to fight that that powerful battle in the battle of Armageddon against Israel and God will step in and slap them down, stop them dead in their tracks. I mean, literally dead in their tracks. Someone said, well, how could blood run to the horse's bridle? That's a lot of blood. I've had people, and by the way, the Valley of Megiddo, about 150, 200 miles long. Blood to the horse's bridle. 200 million soldiers. Other people, horses too. It doesn't say it's just human blood. Horses as well. You said, well, the battle be fought with horses? I thought it'd be fought with army tanks. Well, I'm sure that army tanks will be in there, and I'm sure that helicopters and missiles and all the warfare that we have will be there, but Israel has places that only horses can get. That's the same in Afghanistan. Horses get there because the terrain's so bad. So there'll be horses. But I always had the thought, how could there be blood to the horse's bridle? Remember Jesus in Revelation 19, he comes with a sharp sword out of his mouth. And and I think what he does is Jesus when he's coming in that battle and we're behind him on white horses. Glorified white horses, not horses that eat hay, horses that are glorified horses. We'll be riding horses that travel the speed of light and we're coming through and Jesus is speaking. And I think bodies are absolutely exploding. That makes a lot of blood. Hello. Just thought I'd throw that in getting close to dinner, trying to help you out a little bit so you won't spend so much money. Verse 17, And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, that's red, of jathus, that's blue, and brimstone, that's yellow, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three, what three? Fire, smoke, brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed. Men were killed by fire, smoke, brimstone. Proceeding out of these horses, these demons. Verse 19, and their power is in their mouth and in their t- tails. And their tails were like unto under serpents and their heads with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues. Now, don't miss the phrase, these plagues. Now, when you think of plagues, you don't think of armies. You think of, Disease and death and pestilence, starvation, plagues. You say, what about the armies? I'll get there in a minute. And yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, and neither can uh, see. These idols can't see, nor hear, nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders and of their sorcerers, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. And so what's happening is God has already saved everybody that can be saved. Everybody that wants to be saved can be saved during this time because God's a God of mercy. But these guys won't repent. These people hate God. They're mad at God. So God has pretty much erased from the planet all God lovers and God respecters. about to mop it up and that's what your seven vials or bowls of the wrath of God does it just annihilates everything but notice this you say well uh, preacher you, you disappoint me I, you know I, I, this has got to be 200 foot soldiers of, of China well it might be but if they are they're possessed with demons that look like as described here with fire coming out. You say, well, what about an army tank? Yeah, got guns in the back, cannonballs or whatever they shoot, spitballs, balls, whatever they shoot. I don't know nothing about cannons, but, but those are still, still chariots, and yeah, there'll be warfare. There'll be, I think there'll be nuclear explosions. I think personally that Damascus will be literally annihilated with a nuclear displo- uh, 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 explosion perhaps before the rapture. I, th- I believe Damascus, either, either before or after, uh, Damascus will be totally annihilated and nothing can live there in Damascus. That could happen in our day. The unrest with Israel is intense. The hatred of Iran, Russia, North Korea, all those things are imminent in warfare. So I'm not saying there won't be army tanks, flamethrowers, nuclear blast disease, um, chemical warfare. All those things will be in play. But those things will be in play by them being possessed by demons that look like they have their horses, breastplates of fire, jathas, which is blue, brimstone, which is yellow, and out of their mouth comes brimstone, fire, and smoke. And whether that brimstone, fire, and smoke is weapon warfare and machines, I don't know. There I am again. I don't know. But one thing I know, these armies will be possessed with these demon spirits. It will be an invasion on planet Earth. You want to know how silly people get? I was listening to a guy preach, and I'll not say who it was because I don't want you to look him up. He's a nut. But he was talking about, he was explaining these tales having power and the mouth fire. He's explaining that it was warfare and he's explaining that this is not future, this is past. And, and so he's trying to explain the, 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 the weapons coming from the front, uh, you know, the fire and brimstone and the weapons coming from the back, the brimstone and the fire. And, and he says, back in Bible days, we mean Bible days? Bible days is now. Never stop being Bible days. It's Bible days now. Happy time again. Amen. Amen. But notice this. He said the Parthians, Parthians, I think what he pronounced it, Parthians, were an army that were so dreaded and so feared by the Roman soldiers because the army, the Parthians, could shoot fiery arrows riding their horses full charge and they learned the ability to ride backwards and shoot far Edwards backwards. And that's how he explained these guys. Nuts, nut, nut, nut. I wouldn't want to see how he votes. So yeah, there's going to be warfare. There's going to, I, I think there's going to be Bombs, detonations, disease, it's going to be horrific. So let me stop right here and say this there's an invasion coming. It's going to be so horrific and so terrifying, so putrefying, so painful, that nothing in the past has ever compared to it. If you are here when that begins, you can still be saved. If you are here, when that begins to roll across the country, you can still be saved because the Holy Ghost will still be here according to the last part of Joel chapter 2 and the last part of Acts chapter 2. God will still in his mercy forgive you. But my question to you this morning is this. Listen to me. Have you been in the last few months under an invasion? Do you feel like that you've been attacked? Do you feel like that things in your life is not right and you're having a hard time and your temper's spiking and your nervous system's racking and your your heart is troubled and you're trembling in your soul and you're having problems in your mind and, and you can't seem to put things together? You're under invasion. It's not an invasion that you welcome. It's something that is... Stirring and affecting your life. The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus Christ said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. If you feel like you're under invasion, only Jesus can rescue you in that attack. And only Jesus can take you through the horrific invasion that is yet to come. You need to be in Christ. You need to be forgiven of your sin. If you're having trouble with your heart and you're having trouble with areas of sin in your life, maybe your, your tempers at a boiling point, maybe your, your nervous system's at a place of just falling apart, maybe at a place where you don't know what to do with your life, and you think, I'm having it so hard. Listen to me. If you think it's bad now, if you miss being ready when this sudden invasion of demonic powers happens, you won't have a chance. Only in Jesus can you be saved. You know, If I got a, if I went to the radio Monday morning, sometimes I listen to the radio. Sometimes, but I get, I don't listen to the radio a whole lot because I don't like the music they play. And then when I turn to a talk show, I don't like being lied to. But if you were to go to your car and turn the radio on in the morning, you're driving somewhere, and they said, you know, it's just we we just heard that New York has had a detonation of atomic bomb or a nuclear weapon. Or maybe you hear over the radio, we've just heard, it just came out reported that there is life from another planet. We have made contact with someone that's from another planet. That we are going to associate with these beings from another planet. You hear me. You hear me well. They are not life from another planet as we think of life. They are devils. They are fallen angels. They are demons. And no matter what they come riding in on, whether they come from the heavens and a special machine or whether they step to a... Stargate. I know I've watched too much TV in that era, and they step through a stargate and say, "Wow, here I am!" And you say, "Oh, I got the answer for the world. I got. I, I, we've got this little pill you can take, and 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 you young teenagers, boys, you can take this little pill and you can grow a beard. You 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 that." Bald headed, take this little pill, and in the morning you'll wake up with a bushy hair head. Head, bushy hair. <laughs> bushy hair, head. <hair. laughs> bushy head with hair. Oh, we got this pill you can take, and, and it'll make your wife behave. You can take it, and she'll behave. Oh, we got the answers for the world. Where we're from, we don't die. Where we're from, we have the skill and the ability to make sure everybody lives forever. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Those are falling beings. So if you go to the radio and you hear something like that, you just hear you first heard it from Pastor James Aikens. It's a stinking lie. Scientists think, well, we we can overcome this. We can implant artificial intelligence. We can change genes. We can we can rearrange you. Well, I got news for you. They get a hold of you and rearrange you. You won't be all human when they're done. Watch what they put in your veins. I'm, I'm really, you know, you're saying, preacher, where's your foil hat? <laughs> Don't have one. Well, you need to get ones. what you're thinking. No, I'm just telling you the truth. This thing's going to open up and it's going to be supernatural. And it's going to be so horrific that chapter 9 is going to make more sense than you could ever begin to imagine. Because in the abyss are creatures that look like what John described. And they're bound. And they won't come from the planets. They'll come from beneath, from the abyss. And they'll only be allowed to come when God says they're allowed to come. Tanks will roll across our land terrain. Missiles will fire. Nuclear bombs will blast. In fact, which one was it? The second... Seal, I don't remember which one it was. Or maybe the second trumpet. I don't remember. Look it up for yourself. But anyway, one of, the, one of the trumpets of the seal, when it happened, hell and blood and fire came. And I think the blood is not falling out of the sky. I believe the hell's making the blood. And there's fire. And I'm told, I don't know this, but I'm told that a nuclear blast in the heavens can produce that. Say, well, do you think that's what it is? I don't know. Preacher, you don't know much, do you? I know Jesus Christ is my Savior. I know that you're in a bad place if you're not a Christian. I know we're at the end of the world. I know it's about to happen. I know enough to be smart enough to be scared. I know enough to be intelligent enough to know that it is terrifying, horrific, scary. So we need to be so ready. I know enough to know that you've got to be missing a few bricks in your building if you don't think God exists. I know, I know the cheese is falling out of your sandwich if you think you don't need God. Oh, you need some cheese too. But anyway, I got to quit. You know, you're always in a mess when my hands go in my pocket like this. I'm getting comfortable. That's not good. <laughs> but God is so good. And I, we're going to give an invitation. And after we give the invitation, we're going to have the Lord's Supper. And I know that we are went a little over 12, but that's okay you'll do it at a car race or a, a political rally you can do it at a ball game or a rodeo so we're going to go a little bit over the preacher I can't, go, I can't take any more of you okay stand 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 we're giving an invitation and we're going to have the Lord's Supper Josh come on you're going to bring a song My, and I wouldn't do this but it's important Our church always gives an altar call for one reason. You know why? I've said it before. We give an altar call. Our reason is this. Others' churches don't. Now, there may be someone in this room right now that you're under attack. You are under an invasion. Not what I preached about, but you are definitely under pressure, under an invasion. I want to invite you to come to this altar today. And receive the miraculous relief that only Jesus Christ can provide. Forgiveness for your sin and eternal life. Would you come as Josh plays, the elders open. You want to come, make peace with God, bring your heart to the Lord. Let God save you and spare you from what is coming upon the earth. Would You come.